welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 95. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary. Going to be hanging out with you, taking voicemails, going into some Zach Wilson conversation, and all that fun stuff. It's going to be a good episode. Excited to get after it today. But first, listen up, fellas. 2021 sucked. It's almost New Year's, though, which means a new start. New balls with our sponsor from Manscaped. Yep, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And that's helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of the hair on their balls. You don't want to go into 2022 looking a little scruffy. So instead, what you're going to do is go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with my promo code JETS20. That is J-E-T-S-2-2-0 for 20% off and free shipping. Maybe you missed out on getting the Christmas gift. Get yourself your own gift for the 2022 season and year without further ado we can hop right into the episode now and what i want to start with is zach wilson because that's always going to be the hot button issue on jets twitter he sucks he's a bust why are we going to waste our time talking about him that's it's uh well it's a little crazy go figure right an up and down year for the rookie quarterback in the week against the philadelphia eagles he wins offensive rookie of the week He's done it twice against the Tennessee Titans was the other time that he won rookie of the week. Now, the last time out against the Eagles, he had three touchdowns in the first half. Okay, that's very good. We like that. This game, not great. It was really bad. One of his worst games of the year. Thankfully, positive spin did not turn the football over. But there were a lot of reasons why Zach Wilson didn't look good. And first, we'll look at him himself before we get to other external factors here. Because, yes, Zach Wilson's performance is like he's part of the issue with why he struggled this past week. He is. Uh, there, listen, there are a ton of reasons why. We'll get into all of them. But the first, it has never been more clear to me that a, a player is in their own head than looking at Zach Wilson. Right. He bounced a swing pass and like, that's not the first time that he's missed on, you know, give me throws. It's unfortunately been an issue for, you know, chunks of this season for big chunks, accuracy on short yardage stuff. And the ironic part is in college, we never saw these inaccurate issues or these accuracy issues rather from Wilson. He was actually one of the more accurate quarterbacks in that class. The short stuff was never an issue, but to me, it looks like he is pressing. He is trying to do too much. He is thinking too much instead of just letting it rip and play like we saw in the first half against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, credit to the Saints. They have a very good defense and they absolutely could be, you know, an issue for a young quarterback. And once again, thankfully, he didn't have any turnovers. But there were absolutely times where he uh, he bounced the swing pass. Um, you know, he's, he threw it behind or too high for a wide receiver or just someone out of the backfield. And I think the reasoning behind that is he's not trusting himself. 
Instead of just saying, this is what I see, let me rip. He is just thinking entirely, entirely, entirely too much. And what that shows me is that's something that's fixable with more repetition, right? Like I, you could say the decision-making has gotten better because the interception numbers have gone down. Yes, there are still interceptions, but they have gone down significantly since the injury. I think he's making the correct reads. I just think he is off a little bit right now, which I would rather take that than him looking like he doesn't have a clue at all, which that's not what I see. I see a guy like, okay, I I see that I'm going to take this check down and I'm either throwing it too hard, too high behind the player or bouncing it. That's fixable. You You could teach Zach Wilson or Zach Wilson with more reps is going to learn how to hit those throws. Some of the other stuff, the raw talent that we see is not teachable, which was the whole argument for why you don't run Mike white or you don't run Joe Flacco or Josh Johnson, because you have to have the guy who you just invested a second overall pick in learn on the job. That's the whole point of this year. No one said wins and losses were going to matter for this team, but next year they do. So you have to have the rookie quarterback, the young quarterback, figure it the F out this year. And yeah, he struggled, but like, guess what? Rookie quarterbacks have waves. Like I said, against the Eagles, offensive rookie of the week, three touchdowns in the first half this week against the Saints. Not very good. Maybe this upcoming week against Miami, he plays better. Or maybe it's another struggle game. There's no way to tell because he's a rookie freaking quarterback. But no, can't say that. It's too illogical. You have to make a definitive statement on him after what? How many starts does he have now? Nine. He's a bust. That's it. Mailing it in. They tried. They gave it the old college try with Zach Wilson. After nine games, we've decided that he can't play at this level and that you know they're going to take Matt Corral fourth overall and they're going to fire Robert Sala because you know it's his fault that this team has stung for the last decade. And that's it. That's The first round, they're going to take Matt Corral and Kyle Hamilton. That's it. That'll fix this team. Right? Safety's a huge need. Quarterback's obviously a need because this one can't play. We've decided that after nine games. I don't get it. Well, this year was never about wins. It wasn't. If your expectation was the oh, this team, they have to win X amount of games or it's an object failure. No, it was never that. It was a building year. And, and progression isn't always linear. There's grooves. It's a roller freaking coaster. Just let it play out. You don't have to have a definitive take on everything in the moment. Sometimes you could say, hey, Zach Wilson sucked against the Saints, but I still believe in him because 
X, Y, and Z. It's nope. Zach Wilson sucked this week. He's always going to suck. The Jets suck. Fire everyone. Fire Douglas. Draft a safety. Draft a new quarterback. And we'll try this thing all over again in 2022. And then if, God forbid, Matt Corral sucks, then guess what? There's probably someone in 2023 that's coming out. You could take Bryce Young or whoever the hell is going to come out then. And just around and around and around and around we go. And next thing you know, you've missed the playoffs for 20 years. It's not a 10-year drought. It's going to be a 20-year drought. We give him a chance or do we have to know that, okay, at this point, it's it. It's over. Can't play. There's nothing else that I want to talk about from that game against the Saints. It was awful. 30-9 stunk. Wide receivers weren't getting separation. Ty Johnson couldn't catch a freaking ball out of the backfield. Three drops on the three opening possessions. Drive killers. But getting Michael Carter back, that's a good thing. Getting, um, well, Elijah Moore back eventually is going to be a good thing. Corey Davis, obviously, that that's, we'll see next year. Hopefully he bounces back next year. Tyler Croft coming back. Like, I'm not a big Tyler Croft guy, but at least he is, at this point, a serviceable tight end that you could semi-rely on to be a safety blanket guy over the middle of the field. Crowder's still here, thankfully. So maybe they look better against the Miami Dolphins, but we know the defense can't stop anyone. Not going to spend any time on that. To me, the biggest story was just the, the reactions on a kid playing his ninth game in the NFL. By the way, Trevor Trevor Lawrence threw four picks this week. Four. Is that being talked about as much as this? No. It's not because the, the Jacksonville Jaguars have three fans. And those three fans don't even care right now. Urban Meyer wasted Trevor Lawrence's first year in the NFL. But right now the focus is on a streaky Zach Wilson who's looked up and down, but that's it. Got to compare him to Mac Jones because the, the, those situations are identical, actually. The Jets taking Zach Wilson second overall in a complete rebuild is exactly the same as another quarterback going to the best coach of all time after the most amount of money spent in free agency with a much better roster. That's exactly the same situation. So yeah, then with that logic, the Jets did make a mistake by drafting Zach Wilson second overall. They should have took Mac Jones. Hell, Trevor Lawrence shouldn't have gone one overall. Mac Jones should have went to Jacksonville because those situations make sense. And that's exactly the same, but nope. Definitive takes on all four of the first round or five of the first round quarterbacks. Uh, Trey Lance obviously can't play at this level. He's a bust. Um... Justin Fields played well, I guess, this past week, so maybe he's the future, and the Jets made a mistake by not drafting Justin Fields. We can absolutely definitively say that now, too. After he started, what, how many games? Five? Seven? Something like that? The takes are just a bit much for me. So we're going to get into the voicemails now because I can't just continue to talk about this. 
uh, <laughs> just any longer. Before we do that, these days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster. And guess what? It's for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MO. That is linkedin.com slash MO to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Let's check in on those voicemails. Nick from DC is back to talk some player comps. Let's do it. Hey, Matt, it's Nick from D.C. So I know I did a uh, – before the season, I called in and I gave my, like, player comps. I, I picked a few players in the Jets who I was interested in and gave uh, some comparisons. So I thought, I, I thought I'd do that for, for the game today, um, just kind of revisit that, that uh, process. I'd say Ty Johnson, he kind of compares really well to um, just, like, a stick of butter with legs. I think that's a good comp. Um, I'd say moving on to the defense, I'd say Ashton Davis. I'd say his, uh, his NFL career is a lot like mine. Um, actually, I think I've made a little more of an impact, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he can eclipse my impact. Hope so. Uh, Keelan Cole today kind of looked like Ardarius Stewart. Oh. Um, except I think Ardarius Stewart could maybe have better hands. No, I don't know. I mean, Keelan Cole's a better player than that, but man, does he look terrible today. So next, I'd say Ryan Griffin. Uh, he looked like Gronk. Honestly, but just when he was retired, um, <laughs> Michael P. Ryan, he looked, I mean, he looked just like Michael Carter, except wearing like a 30 pound weight vest. Oh, no. And then I say, uh, to round out, um, our comparisons, I would say Eddie Pinheiro. I think he's Adam Vinatieri and Justin Tucker rolled into one. I mean, he hit what three field goals. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's, is, is that the greatest kicker of all time? Could I'm not be. sure. <laughs> um, go Jets, I think, I guess. I don't know. That was great. Sometimes you need to make jokes, man. That's all you can do because it is painful to watch this team sometimes. I think my favorite was the Ty Johnson stick of butter with legs. All great comps. Um, oh, who else can we add in there? Th those were all, th they were spot on. Those were really spot on. I like it. Um, yeah, I'm not going to even try to add on to that because I think they were too perfect, Nick. I was trying to think of a funny one on the fly and my brain just didn't compute. So we're just going to tip our hats to Nick there because I think he got them all spot on. So perfect. Thank you, Nick, for the laugh. That was very much so appreciated in this time. We're going to go Jack in Florida who wants to do some positive spins. Hey, Matt, this is Jack from Florida. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Love the show. Thank you. And uh, I, uh, I'm assuming most people are going to be calling in with some pretty negative uh, attitudes for the next show after watching today's performance. But uh, I kind of wanted to spin it with a little positive uh, outlook towards the offseason and get your take. So after watching uh, a horrid <clears throat> display from our wide receiving group helping Zach out today, I kind of wanted to look at what Devontae Adams did in tonight's Ooh. Sunday night football game. This dude went for 10 for 121 with two touchdowns. And I think if he does hit the open market, this is a chance where Joe Douglas just needs to break his budget free agent rule and back up the Brinks truck. I mean, I think he needs to look at what the Bills and Cardinals did for their young receivers, getting 
uh, Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, he also knows the system with uh, the brother of Boothlefler. And uh, he's seen Rodgers work firsthand. He knows how to help Zach. And uh, it would also help Davis more. So just let me know what you think, and uh, go Jets. Yeah, I think he is a phenomenal wide receiver. And it's rare that someone with that much talent hits the open market. Um, if Green Bay doesn't want to pay him, someone will. Um, I don't know if Joe Douglas would spend that kind of money at the position, but, man, would that be sick to get a player like that? Because you're right. You look around the league, Kyler Murray going into, what, his second? Yeah, I guess second year in the league was able to get uh, Hopkins, arguably the best wide receiver in football, right? And then Stefan Diggs for Josh Allen, that made a huge impact, like, the Jets wide receiving core is going to lose some pieces. Uh, whether that like Keelan Cole, free agent, Braxton Barrios, free agent, Jameson Crowder, free agent. That's three right there. All three of those guys more than likely aren't coming back. You might be able to bring one or two of them back, but it'll also be nice to get an upgrade because, I mean, Corey Davis, I like him. I think he's a solid receiver. I don't think he is a prototypical number one receiver. And if you go into next year, with let, let's just use Devontae Adams for the uh, – for this, just the story. Uh, and you go in with Devontae Adams, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore as your three, and then round out your depth with uh, Braxton Berrios, maybe like a Keelan Cole, Mims, if he's still here, um, Jeff Smith, guys like that. You could absolutely survive it. I think that'd be great. I, I really, I'm. I'm a fan. I think they either spend on a. I think they should either spend on a wide receiver or draft one, maybe with the Seattle pick, just because I think it would be that much of a difference for that offense. I like it. Thank you for the positive spins there. We're gonna go Nick in Jersey, and he wants to talk about the offense and just going forward here. Yo, Matt O'Leary, Nick Cohen from New Jersey. I haven't really called in since the summer. He's got a great show, and it's really busy. Anyway, I got two things I want to talk about real quick for offense for, like, next season. Uh, One was I just – I'm not a big Ryan Griffin guy, but I see that he could be tight end number three next year to teach whoever we draft. You know, he's got a decent connection with Zach, and (laughs) I kind of laughed when I just saw him get a first down. I was going to catch and run a little bit, but – he gets open a little bit for Zach. I just think he could help the team, you know, maybe next year and that's it. But what I really want to talk about was the absence of Elijah Moore. It's Amen. obvious that the receivers we had out there really struggled. Sad to see Crowder struggling. You know, he's definitely out. Cole's going to be out next year. I think we keep Barrios based on returner and schemes, but... I don't know. I think the receiver room is going to look different next year. You know, we I know we still got, not to really go down, but we got what, Corey Davis, Moore, Mims, Barrios possibly back. I think Vincent Smith might be cut, you know, even if he makes the roster by the summer. And then Jeff Smith will probably make it on his special teams abilities, I guess. But I think we're going to draft the receiver like fourth round, and then we might take another one later so. I know we want to go heavy defense, but I think they're going to want to get more scheme position wide receivers in the mid-round. So um, anyway, just let me know what you think, man, and love the show, bro. Let's go, Jeff. Thank you. And I see what you're saying with like the mid-round wide receivers, and that wouldn't be super surprising, especially because the Jets have a billion picks. But 
what about instead of taking a mid-round receiver? I know we were kind of just talking about this here, but trading one of your a boatload of picks for an already established player at that position. Who that is, I don't know. I, I don't have someone coming to mind, but like this is just something I was thinking of based off the previous question and then talking about uh, the wide receiver position again because there, there's going to be change. As you mentioned, there's a lot of guys becoming free agents. Who knows if they want to bring back Mims or if they want to move on from him or, or what, what he's going to be at this level. We have no idea. There's a lot of question marks. Elijah Moore, good player. That's a, That's good. Corey Davis, not a number one, but a, you know, a solid receiver, but they need more there. They need more than that there. So we'll see. But going forward, there is absolutely room for improvement at the wide receiver position. And that I think should be the goal is make it better. Don't, you know, don't settle for the status quo. Let's try to improve, please. That'd be awesome. We're going to go Jerry Jet up next. Jerry, what do we have? Matt O'Leary, this is Jerry Jet, Massapequa in the house. Listen, yep. Matt. I'm just going to focus a little bit on the offense, okay, because sure. the defense is horrendous. But, I, you know, I called you a few about a month back. This guy, Ty Johnson, you know, I go by the eye test. I've been a Jet fan. I've told you for over 50 years, Matt. Ty Johnson is not the answer, okay? Michael Carter, I told you, he's too small. Not 5'10", 5'8". Look, he's banged up. We need about... Cal running back, a big back. I don't know how many times I have to stress it, okay? Denzel Mims reminds me of Stephen Hill, okay? He's got all the talent in the world, but he can't catch it. I think he's afraid, to be honest with you. I think he's scared, okay? I mean, I'm just pissed off. I'm sorry. And Zach Wilson, you know, he just doesn't have it. He reminds me he's going to be another Sam Donald. I hate to say it. That's rational. And, uh, you know, I told you this before last month. This team, this team don't want to play. This team just doesn't want to play, Matt. They don't want to, I don't know if it's the coaching staff. They don't believe in the coaching staff. Uh, you know, it's like these coaches are soft. Hey, when Braxton Berrios is the best player on the field, we got problems on offense. That's all I'm going to say, Matt. This is Jerry Jett. Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll talk about the defense next time. Thanks. Merry Christmas to you, Jerry Jett, out in Massapequa. Um, I said this last time outside of Derrick Henry. Is there a bell cow? running back in football is there i don't think so um i i don't i don't know i i i don't know what to say to that jerry i don't know ty johnson is obviously depth he's not a starter michael carter is playing good football before the injury but don't know you stumped me. I don't know. What do you want them to do? Who? Which running back do you want? Maybe they go Matt Corral at pick four, bring Bill Parcells out of retirement, and see if Jerome Bettis wants to play too. 
Let's go to Joe Trumbull. He's got reaction too. Hey, Matt, this is Joe from Trumbull. Uh, you can just discard the last call. I was rambling. But uh, I wanted to say real quick uh, before I get into the Zach Wilson stuff, uh, thanks for taking my call these last few weeks. I really appreciate uh, being a part of the show. Uh, no love problem. you. Love the show. Thank you. Uh, you and Green Bean, you guys really helped me be positive in this uh, Jet team. It doesn't give me a lot of reasons to stay positive. But I want to uh, get quickly to Wilson. And you see a lot of people on Twitter, whether it's the beat writers or just the fans, or especially Jets fans, which is the worst part of it, uh, continuously like just knocking on Wilson and he keeps going. Yesterday they said he didn't make any improvements. But I completely disagree. His biggest problem at the start of the year, those first five games, was the bad decision-making, being frantic in the pocket, not knowing what to do, trying to make a play out of a situation where there's no plays to make. And I think that you've he's kind of grown into himself. You know, the turnovers are kind of going away. I know there's yep. still some rookie mistakes he's making. People want to point at accuracy. That's something that's going to get better. Accuracy has never been a problem with Wilson. And his years at BYU, he's only got, he only got better from his sophomore year to his senior year. So I just want to get your thoughts on this whole situation. Uh, this, there were some, there's still some head scratchers, but personally, I think, I think you feel the same way. I'm going to stick with this kid for the next three years and I'm not going to be bashing him, but I just want to know like your opinions and your thoughts, not only on Wilson, but these Jets fans who come out of the woodwork, especially the older Jets fans and have been so quick to just bury him, throw him under the bus, say he's the problem, say he's a bust, bust and bust. But <laughs> once again, what are your thoughts, Matt? And why is everybody just so negative? Like, what do they really want, like, Matt Corral that badly? Like, I think what so. What is the narrative, especially in the fandom against Zach Wilson? Thank you again for taking my call, Matt. Love you, brother. Let's go, Jack. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for checking in with us. Here's I'm going to break it down. This is what I think it is, honestly. I think it is people who, A, wanted to keep Sam Darnold, or B, wanted a different quarterback. And they're just not able to wrap their heads around what's happening here and are looking for a reason to bash him. Um, Or even if that's not the case, it's just people who are way too reactionary. They're frustrated. This team hasn't made the playoffs in a long time. They thought you had a um, a young quarterback, excuse me, and Sam Darnold, who was the future here. It clearly didn't work out as he took a massive, 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 massive step backwards after... 26 starts, right? He went 13, 13, and 12 uh, starts with his in his three years here. Uh, and that's the thing, right? Like most people, almost every single Jet fan I know outside of like maybe I could count on my hand, my one hand, how many people were like, Sam, this guy, Sam, it, it's not going to be good. He, it isn't, he isn't it, all this and that going into his third year. I think most expected him to take a step forward because they saw a little bit of progression from year one into year two. But after he stung so badly last year, now that Zach Wilson is struggling, the comparison, it's like almost like a continuation of 2020. And that's not fair at all because it's a new coach. It's a new quarterback. It's a new system. It's a new pretty much everything. But I guess they're just frustrated. Like, I, I don't know what you're, you were possibly expecting though. I don't. I, I you have to give him more than whatever he's going to get this year. 12, 12 starts, 13 starts, whatever it is. I don't, I don't think you could possibly say, okay, yeah, that's it. We're not going to give, we're not going to give him another shot. We'll see how he does in year two. You have a legitimate conversation about whether he's a player or not after, I don't know, 
25 games, 25 starts. If he's bouncing if he's bouncing screen and swing passes and start 25, that's a serious issue. It is. There's there's no way around that. Do I think he's going to? No. I think he has too much talent to. I do. I think he's a very talented player and I think he's in his head. Let's give him some time. I think that's the biggest thing. Roger and Comac is up next. He wants to do Wilson also. Let's get into it. Hey, Matt. Roger from Comac calling. I just wanted to chime in here on the uh, – I'm hearing a lot of debate here, people talking about Zach Wilson and he's a bust and, you know, people just hitting the panic button. And I got to be honest with you, I think it's way too early to be doing that. Uh, For one, we're talking about a rookie, right? So – and not just that. We're talking about a rookie with no weapons. I mean, I watched the Saints game, and, you know, I was disappointed. I, I thought, look at me, I'm wasting, you know, three hours of my day here watching this, this garbage. But, you know, what do you expect from the guy when you are you're, you're trotting out Barrios as your number one receiver? you got two active running backs in Ty Johnson and the other guy, Michael P. Ryan. And the defense can't stop a nosebleed. I mean, what are you? what do you expect to get from that? If you look at Zach Wilson, what I would say is throughout the first half of the season, he was just getting his feet wet. He was, you know, just trying to get, you know, trying to get acclimated to the speed of the NFL. He's coming from BYU, for Christ's sake. It wasn't even a top-notch school. It was BYU. And, you know, he's just learning. He's just figuring this stuff out. And, And honestly, I think all his struggles are really just more in his head. And once he has time to actually process what's happened, and I don't think that's going to happen until the end of the season, but once he's had time to just kind of sit back and reassess what he's done wrong through the entire season, how he can improve, you're going to see a much better quarterback. I mean, I liken him to the 89 Troy Aikman. You know, Troy Aikman couldn't win a game. Steve Walsh went in there and won the game for the Cowboys, you know, that same year. I mean, I would sign up for that any you know any day of the week if he's telling me we we got trade in our hands. So, you know, let me know your thoughts on on Zach. I mean, honestly, I think it's way too early for the panic button, but you know, that's just me. What do you guys think? Yeah, um, and I per- I didn't see Aikman play really. Um, Ninety five, baby. He was out of the league in one, so I was six. I wasn't. I didn't really get to see him play, but. Um, and it's kind of different NFL, but I, I, people can draw the, uh, Josh Allen comparison or like even someone who I think is a pretty good player comp for Zach Wilson and Matthew Stafford, uh, threw a ton of picks early in his career. Uh, but the talent was there and guess what? He became a really good and really underrated quarterback for a long time on an awful Detroit lions team, took them way over where they should have ended up. Like they made the playoffs a few times when they when they really had no business to because of uh, his performance. I I don't see how anyone is possibly going to be like, yeah, that's it. I'm out on Zach Wilson. Um, you got to give him more time. You just do. It's a, it's a roller coaster every year. He won rookie of the week last week. And now it's it's it. He can't play. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here? Matt, New Jersey, can you tell me? He wants to get in Zach Wilson, too. And thank you again to Roger for the call. Hey, Matt. It's Matt from New Jersey. Just calling in. Uh, it's mon- uh, yeah, Monday now. Uh, went to the game on Sunday. Bit of a stinker. Uh, I'm sorry. 
but I have some, I guess, encouragement for Jets uh, Jets fans. Let's see if you agree with me, but sure, I'm not completely worried about Zach. You know, he's a rookie. He's saying it's his second season already, whatever that means. But the reason I'm not worried about him is just because the things he's struggling with are things that we've seen him do in college. Right? It's not like it's a bad thing in college that's carrying over to the NFL. It's something that he did perfectly fine in college that for some reason isn't clicking. So, I don't know, maybe it's he's in his head. I think the issue is that he's used to firing the you know, firing the ball in on short throws and needs to take some off, but in the process he's getting in his head and he's overthinking it and starts it. Um but I'm not all that worried about Zach. Um, I think that he should find his groove eventually. You know, if that's not this season, hopefully it's next season. But um, let me know if I'm being overly optimistic or uh, if you agree with me. But that's all I got. So thanks. Go Jets. Yeah. No, that's kind of where we're at here. Um, I don't – it isn't clicking. That's a, that's kind of the, that's the point that I wanted to bring up too, and then I did in this episode, and I agree a hundred percent here with Matt. It's not; it's a mental thing. There's something clearly off, but I don't think it's a reason to give up on him. Um, in fact, I think it's something that's very fixable, and I think his decision making has gotten better. And we'll see over the the remaining what four games. You have Miami, you have Jacksonville, you have Tampa, you have Buffalo. We'll see what happens over the next four games. My guess, there's going to be a couple where he looks good and a couple questionable games because that's the way the cookie crumbles for most rookie quarterbacks that don't go to the New England Patriots with a loaded roster and the best coach of all time. Um, thank you, Matt. We're going to go to Umenzi, I think. U- Umenzi? Sorry, he wants to get into Zach Wilson from the BYU perspective, by the way. Hey, Matt, this is Umenzi. I went to uh, BYU and uh, I'm older, much older than Zach. I got kids his age, but anyway, uh, just wanted to uh, tell you um, tell you how much we all enjoy hearing your comments about Thank the you. Jets and about uh, Zach. Just went through some rough times, uh, but I'm telling you, if if the team if the team has got such a porous defense and they can't establish a running game, I mean, if Zach is leading. The team in, in a particular game uh, in rushing, like in, in, in the example of the game yesterday, he's got 33 yards rushing more than anybody else. Come on, man. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's terrible going forward. And by the way, I want to go on record and say and say that Beckton is not the long-term solution at left tackle. Oh. Now, I mean, apropos of nothing, I'm just saying uh, he's got issues and and uh, most of them are related to his diet, I, w- I would guess, and to his uh, uh, anyway. I, I don't. Th- I think probably mentally he's great, but and certainly uh, he's a specimen physically, except that he uh, doesn't know how to eat correctly, and he probably is going to uh, do himself a disservice. Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. Zach is not exactly zipping it. Yeah, of course, Johnson dropped three balls, but uh, Zach's got some stuff going on 
between the ears, I guess, as they say. Agreed. Uh, got the yips, looks like. I thought John Beck was supposed to clean all that up. Um, but some things you just got to experience and go through and fix yourself. Hopefully, he's a long-term answer for the Jets. I'd like to see the draft for this next uh, year and, and see uh, <clears throat> if he can get any help. But we we need help on defense probably as much as anywhere. Anyway, I'm 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 rambling. I just want to say I really really do love your show. Thank you. Appreciate your words. You're always positive, and uh, I mean that goes a long way. All right, take care. Thanks. Bye. Um, I disagree on the Becton front, but on Zach Wilson, I do think that it is 100% in between the ears. I think it is something that is fixable. I know I sound like a broken record here a little bit, but um, I I think we see improvements down the stretch. We have even like for instance in this last game, the fact that it wasn't a multi-turnover game positive spin it is and I think those numbers go down what I would like to see from him yards per attempt go up short yardage accuracy go up and we'll see there should be some more playmakers playing against the Miami Dolphins so hopefully that makes the offense look a little bit more competitive defensively tons and tons of issues so i appreciate you checking in we're going to go to brandon now who wants to talk about kyle hamilton which was a hot button issue on twitter on sunday monday hey matt it's brandon from florida hope you're doing well i uh, just finished up watching the kyle hamilton video not really a question but just kind of you know i'm 100 percent with you I, thank I you it's not about kyle hamilton not being a good player it's about need and and when you like, just like you talked about with the history of, of like the Jets draft throughout the last decade, and what recently happened with Jamal, like Jet fans should know, like this is not the move. It doesn't make sense to do this. <laughs> it, like I would be surprised if they did, especially at like you know a high pick, whether it's four or five, whatever the case may be. When you look at the line, you have all these question marks around Beck right now. You know, Barry Tucker seems to be panning out. Center is an obvious need. Right guard is an obvious need. And then at right tackle, you have Morgan Moses, who I don't think is the long-term solution. So I think offensive line is, is without a question, the biggest need. And hmm. Joe Douglas' philosophy is all centered around the trenches, whether it's defensive line or offensive line. So I don't think Kyle Hamilton's in the, in the, in the scenario. So looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Take care. Um, yes. And I, I, Obviously, I agree on the Kyle Hamilton front because you know that was that was kind of the that was the whole point that I was trying to convey. Great player, but I, I don't know how much of an impact it's going to be at the end of the day. If you have a, a, a Pro Bowl slash All Pro safety, what that's going to mean. But also, um, I am I'm about offensive line there. I am even at like even if it's not Linderbaum. If they go Evan Neal, he's an extremely 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 versatile player. He played on the left side, he played on the right side, and he also played guard. That sounds a lot like Elijah Vera Tucker. So he can come in and play right tackle because the Jets don't have a long-term answer there. Fant and Morgan Moses are fine stopgaps, but they don't have a long-term answer there. He can play left tackle if this Mekhi Becton injury um, 
turns into something where it's like, okay, this guy just can't stay on the field and he's not your long time, long-term left tackle answer. Then you could fix that. Or you could play him at right guard. Right? Because I, I Duvernay has been, you know, better, but is he a long-term fix? You probably want someone who's a little bit better than him. I would imagine for depth, for depth. Fine. But I, I bring up a good point there. I, I like Evan Neal a lot. I like Linderbaum a lot. I would like wide receiver too. Like there's a lot of directions the Jets can go in the draft that would make me happy. Safety and corner that early would not. And it's not because I don't think the Jets need help at those positions. It goes back to value and then what I think the Jets' plan is on the defensive side of the ball, which is to get after the quarterback and have a solid front seven. I think they could find... Uh, through free agency or later round picks the, to fill the needs on those positions because I don't think in their mind they are impact players for Joe Douglas, Salah, or Olberg, any of those three. I think they have different philosophy. I think they want to get after the quarterback. I think they need edge help. Um, so I, I would be probably stunned if one of those first two first-round picks, oh, if, well, one of them's not an edge. And I know... It's probably wishful thinking if if you want Thibodeau or Hutchinson. I, I don't think either will be there. Even if the Jets are picking four, I don't think any of them will be there. But George Karloftis, I think, would make a lot of sense for this team. So I think if he's if they're gone, then Karloftis is probably the pick in my eyes. Uh, and we can get more into that, I'm sure, throughout the remainder of the next, what, what is it, six months to the draft? we got to help us all, please. <laughs> it's really like closer to four, but... We're going to close out with Tyler from West Virginia. He wants to talk about the draft. Good way to end it. Hey, Matt. It's Tyler from West Virginia. Hey, man. Love the show. First-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, Matt, my question is, I know it is very, very, very early to start talking about mock drafts and what potential targets the Jets do in the offseason, but I want to know where you think our first two picks at, uh, obviously our pick and the Seattle pick. Uh, me personally, I think the Jets should go with Stingley Jr. if he's there with our pick. And then the Seattle pick, maybe get someone like Linda Baum or maybe another edge rusher, the guy from Purdue, um, or potentially a stud linebacker that jumps off the board. But just anxious to see where your head's at. Um, I know never fun to be talking about the draft this time of the year and it seems as a Jets fan we're always talking about a mock draft so just curious about where you think we should go with our first two picks and as always go Jets thank you much appreciated and welcome aboard Tyler here um we're always talking draft right it feels like as Jets fans but I love this question because it's going to be a debate for the next what four months (laughs) probably um I think the Jets should go either edge, offensive line, wide receiver, linebacker. Uh, I don't think they're going to go corner or safety. That's what I kind of said with the last call with Brandon. Um, to me, those are the important positions that they need to be hitting on. Um, Karloftis makes sense if the first two guys are gone. I like him. He's a little bit different than Carl Lawson, so I think he would complement him on the other side. Offensive line, I, I like Evan Neal. I like Tyler Linderbaum. Wide receiver, if you want to go dynamic, and I mean, that's a little bit different than what the Jets have, you know, done. I know they took Elijah Moore at, what, 34 last year or whatever it was. 
Yeah, 34. Um, if you don't pay one, it all depends on free agency too, right? Like it's hard to say like, oh, this is the definitive list. Only these guys when, well, you kind of have to see what happens in free agency. So maybe that changes in like March. But as of now, to me, edge is probably my top priority. And then offensive line wide receiver right there. Linebacker. I don't know if there's going to be a linebacker that you could take in that spot. Um, if you want to go linebacker in the second round, linebacker slash safety or corner then at that point, that's completely different. And I think that's completely logical. There's, there's many ways to skin a cat is the old expression, right? So, yeah, we'll have to see. But there's good, believe you me, there are going to be a lot more draft videos on this channel. One, because, frankly, they do well. And two, that's that time of year. Got to start focusing on next year, the offseason. Love it. The Jets are always the MVP of the offseason. So that's going to do it for me on episode 95. Appreciate you sticking with me. I'm Matt O'Leary. Subscribe if you are new here, and I will talk to you next time.